Welcome to A Flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut, and you've joined us on this 20th Sunday of Ordinary Time. One time I was very blessed to hear a talk given by the Nigerian Cardinal Francis Arinze. It was a wonderful talk, and afterwards he had a little question and answer session. And my younger brother stood up and said, Cardinal Arinze, I've got a question for you. Knowing that you're from Nigeria, have you ever experienced racism in the church? And the cardinal thought for a little bit, and then he replied, you know, the church is filled with human beings who are sinners, and certainly the sin of racism is present within the human heart, but the church is also universal, and God's love encompasses all peoples. I thought that was a pretty wise and insightful answer that just got right to the heart of the matter. And you know, our readings today really speak about that hot-button issue, which is as contemporary as today's headlines, the issue of how do we deal with races and other cultures that are different from us. In today's, first, uh, today's gospel, Jesus encounters this Canaanite woman, a woman of a different race, of a different background, of a different, probably even religion, and yet here she is coming and encountering Christ. But Jesus does something rather shocking, really, right? He refuses her request for the miracle. In fact, goes so far as to say, I, we do not take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. So is Jesus being racist? Is he calling her a dog because of her background, because of her different ethnicity? Actually, no, if you dive deeper, Jesus is not being racist. Of course, we know that Christ could never be anything less than pure love. So what is Jesus trying to do? Jesus is trying to get this woman to demonstrate the depths of her faith so that she can be an example to the apostles. You know, at the end of the reading, Jesus cries out, Woman, how great is your faith! And he really holds her up as contrasting to these 12 apostles, these 12 good Jews, whose faith so often is very weak. In fact, that's one of the themes of Matthew's gospel, that even though the gospel was written for the Jews, it was written to show that the Gentiles often have greater faith than the Jews. So Jesus is not being racist, but rather holding up this person of another race as somebody who has exemplary faith. We see, too, in the second reading, the same dynamic of racial tension as Paul is addressing the church in Rome, which is going through a racial divide between Jew and Gentile. And the Jews indeed wanted to be considered still the chosen people, even though the Gentile brothers and sisters were being incorporated into Christ. And Paul makes the the point that in Christ, God has had mercy on us all, on every race and tribe and tongue and nation, so that in Christianity, there is no Jew and Gentile, there is no Greek and Roman, all are one in Christ Jesus. You know, these past several years, we've certainly seen a national conversation about race and how to end the terrible tragedy of racism. But a lot of people have put forth solutions that have a very secular basis. For example, the Black Lives Matter movement. And these movements that are not based upon Christianity are utterly ineffective of ending the the problem of racism. Because racism has as its root a lack of a Christian understanding of the human person. So I'd like to make three points about the Christian understanding of race. First, Racism is a sin, period, full stop. But racism as a sin is present in the human heart before it is present in institutions. Right? Sometimes people want to talk about institutional racism or systemic racism, and there's a value to that, I suppose, but ultimately you have to get to the heart of the matter, which means that sin really is within the human person, within their human soul. And so because racism is a sin, the antidote to racism is the antidote to any sin, repentance, and Christian charity. A second point is that the reason why we should treat others with this equality and love is because all of us are made in the image and likeness of God. 
Now, this is completely overlooked by the secular uh, attempts to try to heal the racial divide. Because we can't just rely on some amorphous feeling of fraternity. We have to have the Christian understanding, the Christian anthropology, that this brother or sister with a different skin color, with a different accent, with from a different place, is made in the image and likeness of God just as I am. And that is the source of our dignity, being made in the image and likeness of God. That, I think, is one thing that the civil rights movements of the 1960s very much got right, that Martin Luther King Jr. would emphasize that we are equal precisely because of who we are in God. Finally, I think the last point I want to make is that this that the thing that unites the human family most fully is actually the Catholic faith. In fact, the word Catholic means universal, and truly this church has embraced every country and tribe and tongue. You know, one summer I had the blessing of hiking El Camino, which is an ancient pilgrimage route from southern France over the Pyrenees Mountains and across to northern Spain, where we get, got to the bones of St. James in Santiago de Compostela. It's a beautiful route, about 498 miles. And along those 33 days of hiking, I went to Mass in six different languages. English, French, Italian, Portuguese, Spanish, and Korean. Now, of course, I don't know a single word in Korean, but I could follow the Mass perfectly well because it's the same Mass no matter where you go. You know, if you've ever seen an aerial view of St. Peter's Basilica, you'll notice that there's a large colonnade, a series of columns that come out from the basilica. And the Italian architect who designed it, a man named Bernini, designed it specifically to look like two arms coming forth from the church to embrace the entire world to the bosom of the church. And that's what the Catholic Church is meant to do. It's meant to unite every human being on this earth in the love of Christ. You know, when Spanish missionaries came to Mexico in the early 1500s, they found very little success. Even after several decades, less than 10% of the Mexican population had converted to Christianity. But then in 1531, one person came to Mexico and completely changed the entire dynamic. That one person was our Blessed Mother. And she appeared as Our Lady of Guadalupe to St. Juan Diego, and she appeared as an Aztec maiden, as one of them. And she said to Juan Diego, am I not here, I who am your mother? In doing so, she showed herself that she was not just the mother of Europeans, but of Aztecs and of the entire world. And within 10 years of that apparition of Our Lady of Guadalupe, over 90% of Mexico converted to Christianity. Because no longer did they see Christianity as merely a white man's religion. Now they realized it truly was universal. And in the last couple centuries, Our Lady has appeared all throughout the world, even wearing different vesture and having different appearance based upon where she's appeared to show that she is the mother of all the nations. For example, in 1981, she appeared in Kibeho in Rwanda. In the 70s, she appeared in Akita, in, which is in Japan. And back in the late 1700s, she appeared as an Oriental woman in Levang, Vietnam. And Mary really is the mother of us all because the Catholic Church is the home for us all. My friends, it is tragic that racism is still present within our society, but it's not going to be healed through any secular solution that's being put forth. Only when we adopt a Christian mindset to understand that racism is a sin within the human heart that needs to be repented of, that human beings are created in the image and likeness of God and therefore have equal dignity, and that ultimately the fullness of the unity of the Christian race, of the human race comes about only through the Catholic Church. When we have this view, then... Hopefully, through God's grace, racism will be ended 
and all tribes and tongues, people and nations will praise one God together. <laughs>